Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles, and we are the NLDS champions. Yeah. Woo! Let's go, Dodgers. Woo! By we, I, of course, mean your Los Angeles Dodgers. My phone was blowing up this weekend with texts from these fools about the NLDS, and I can tell you that there is plenty to talk about. And you're probably not going to believe this, but Ben has some controversial opinions not shared by the rest of the group or anyone on the planet for that matter. We also have all your favorite Los Angeles NFL and college football teams to discuss. No, we Hockey's don't. back. <laughs> <laughs> the Kings started their season off with a bang. NBA preseason is in full swing, and I'm sure the Galaxy took a dump on a soccer field somewhere. We've got your favorite L.A. sports podcast coming your way right now. But just a quick reminder, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. You can get all that info at guysinshorts.com. All right, let's talk some sports, shall we? I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Hey, Jeff, hold this beer really quick while I lick my mic in honor of Puig. Oh, <laughs> oh. He'd be licking everything and, and everyone. I think, yeah. Darren Besa. What is going on, L.A.? Ben Garcia. Hoopty fucking hoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put some steak you on it. Changed it up. And Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Get your floaties. We're going to a pool party. <laughs> Arizona. Anthony All right, Dodger it. fans. How does it feel? It's your moment, guys. At time uh. of recording, the, the Dodgers literally just swept the Diamondbacks, won the NLDS uh. moments ago. Tastes so sweet. It yeah? really does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially after the slump and struggling against the Diamondbacks, who owned us for the second part of the season, to to come back and, and to not just win, but to sweep. Sweep, yeah. To beat Granky, to beat Robbie Ray, who... Gave them fits. Yep. Uh, to see Kershaw get the win, and we'll talk. I'm sure we'll touch up more on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just uh, see Puig doing Puig things. Yeah. Yeah. Things are good right now. It's a good time to be a Dodger fan. But we're not done yet. Oh no, that's the important yeah, by part. No no, means. By no means. By no means. We're not done yet. Yeah. 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 We still have what eight more wins to go. Eight more wins. Eight more wins. Yeah. So, but this was nice. That's exactly what Eric said. This this was really 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 nice, and I think. Um, uh, number one, I want to give a shout out to Dodger fans because that stadium was incredible. And not oh, you were at game one, right? Right, but yeah. I'm saying to, in tonight's game in Arizona, yes. say, oh. saying in, in 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 LA is that's you know that's a no brainer. But when they when the Dodgers scored the first run, I was actually in my kitchen and I had the TV on in the living room, and I heard the crowd go nuts. And I'm like, damn, they're down by one. Nope, it was Dodger fans Ooh. screaming yeah. and going crazy. Yeah. Uh, because the Dodgers went up. I mean, the, the fans have been amazing all year long, um, and they continued it tonight. I, I swear, there was no camera shot that they had of the of the crowd that you didn't see Dodger fans. Yeah, now it was it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, that's that, that's nice. The, the my takeaway from these three games was that the Dodgers are playing baseball the way they were in August, and the fears that I had at the end of the season look at least at this point like it was they lost interest and they were preparing themselves for what they're doing now, which is winning playoff baseball. So I, I walk away very excited. I'm, you know, and and I was I was telling these guys earlier, <laughs> he's giddy. <laughs> no, I am giddy. But I was telling these guys earlier that I think as I get older, I start and and Jeff pointed it out, and I think it's actually absolutely correct that I'm protecting myself now. <laughs> As I get older, because I think because as a kid and lost as a kid, you know, like you've been hurt so many times. Yeah, I I think that's what happens, and and maybe and maybe my negativity is just a way of protecting myself from not getting hurt again. But but I I truthfully feel like the Dodgers are that or that girlfriend that cheated on you, and that they're saying, "Hey, I'm I'm just going to go to Vegas with my girlfriends," and I'm like, "No, you're not. You're going to cheat on me." Like I mean, right now, I just feel like like they're they're just. One pitch away from losing, <laughs> and, and, and wow. it, it, it kills me because, like, as I'm watching these games, I want them to win. I, I, well, you know, my grandfather was was a was a huge Dodger fan. He he lived to 101 years old. He passed away this year, and 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 I want this to be a season that they win the World Series. That you know was the culmination of his life. Like that's what I want. And as I watch these games, like I'm so nervous that they could be up three runs and there's a guy on first base and I'm thinking, shit, they're going to walk the next guy and fucking Goldsmith's going to hit a home run. <laughs> like that's the way that I'm thinking. And I don't know if it's because like I'm just, 
no. I want them to win so bad or whatever it is, but I, I know that there's an element of that in me. I think that's sports fandom. I yeah. think any fan of right. any team, when you love a team so much, and I th- we rip you and we give yeah. you a really hard time because you're the worst Dodger fan in history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone else feels that. Yeah. They just don't yeah. vocalize yeah. it like you do. But, that's worse. But <laughs> every fan... Wait, hold you, on. This is my support group. Yeah. Going, I appreciate it. <laughs> but when, when you love a team that much... It hurts that much more, and there's always that doubt. Please don't mess this up. Please don't go wrong. Yeah. As a fan of, of several teams where I feel like I live and die by these teams, I, I could totally relate. Oh, totally. You feel like every call goes against you. Yeah. You're uphill both ways. No matter no matter how good you are, how yeah. talented you are, that's sports fandom is yeah. having that doubt, and that's what makes winning that much more sweet because yeah. when you do overcome that, the feeling is just incredible it is the best yeah and yeah, and you know awesome. like you know, when you watch when you watch the lakers right back when they were, were dominating and you know that it was at the end of the game and they're down one and kobe gets fouled and he's going up for two free throws you're still nervous because you need for him to make those two right but, but you have this confidence that he's going to walk up and he's going to knock those two free throws down right I wish that I had that confidence in Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here, here we is. go. Here it is. That was the main here topic of the, the 98 text message that Nine? I turned Which, my yeah. phone on. Which, by the way, Jeff yeah. was on girlfriend lockdown or something. I don't know why he wasn't responding to his text messages, which is why it culminated in 98 during the game. Baseball is over. Baseball's over. I don't know why you guys are even talking about baseball. Baseball was over April for you guys. Let's, come on, let's be honest. How dare you? It really was. It really was. Over September Look at these guys get all defensive. But the thing about Kershaw, right? So I'm watching game one, and I'm watching it at my house. I'm drinking whiskey. I'm sitting in my front yard watching baseball. Baseball in my garage, yeah, like tweeting like, like our president. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, on, <laughs> you're on a roll. First tweets since like May of this year. So yeah, I was on a roll. It was, it was nice though. I gotta admit, it but, was nice. But at the same time, like I'm watching Clayton and I'm thinking, okay, you know, he's 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 not quite dominating, but he's he's getting through the innings, he's he's doing what he needs to do as a number one. And it goes to the end of the sixth <laughs> inning. And I send a text message to all these guys and I say, Yank Kershaw. Yank He's done. Ass, yeah. You know, because I think that at the end of the sixth, like he allowed like a long out or something. Or you know what? It was a home run. He gave up a yeah. home run in the sixth inning. And I thought, that's it. Don't pitch him in the seventh. And of course, Dave Roberts puts him out there. And and of course, I kept telling Vic, I told you so. I told you so. I told you no, so. No, no, no. Don't let him lie to you. That's not what he said. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what he said. Don't let him lie straight. to you, fans. No. Exactly what he said was <laughs> Kershaw was going to blow the game. In the seventh inning. That sounds more like Ben. Right. He yeah. was going to blow the game, and he was going to lose the game for the Dodgers in the seventh inning. Had, right? had Roberts left him in, I, he would I'm going to say, no. I'm, I'm going to be here's the thing. Ben here and say, he, he started to crumble. Yes. No. So it could have it could have gotten ugly. No, he, he was at 100 pitches. Of course he's coming out of the game. But he he didn't have his best stuff in this game, right? But if I had told you the day before that we were going to send a pitcher into this game and going into the sixth inning, he would have seven strikes and only allowed five hits. And there's nobody in this room that would have said, no, I don't want that. There's nobody yeah, here that yeah. would have said, I don't no, want I, that. I agree, but but here's the thing. And that first no, home run recorded. in the seventh inning, any, think, any other ballpark Vic, in, in the U.S., that's a double. The, the only ballpark that that's a home run is Dodger Stadium because the the home run fence Ooh, like, is up to my waist. I like the conspiracy theory here. Ooh. Well, no it's, not, it's not even a conspiracy. That's just the, the way the that it was. 10 feet further. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, well, yeah. All right. Two. Two baseball stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. And, and I, I agree with Vic that for six innings... Kershaw's an ace. <laughs> Kershaw gives up two runs. Here's, here's the two s- runs. Two right. runs. Useless, in one inning. Useless stat of the week by Ben Garcia. Oh, oh wow. wow. A twist. Game one was Clayton Kershaw's first win at home in the playoffs. That is true. Okay, now, mind you, the Dodgers have won five consecutive National League West titles, which means that we've been in the playoffs for five consecutive years. And, and Clayton Kershaw has won one game at home. Yeah. Okay, listen. We were talking earlier about Mad Bum. And the fact is, is oh, that... Don't bring up a no, giant. I'm, I'm going to bring up Mad Bum. <laughs> a guy named Madison. Don't call him me. Mad Bum. He's Madison. The fact he has a you, girl's yeah, name. To you, he's Madison. The yeah, fact he's is, Madison. when Clayton Kershaw can win two World Series, and he can dominate 
and do what he did. Now, I'll, uh. I'll, give, I'll give him that he did it for the Washington National Series last year. But it, let him do it for an entire postseason run, two consecutive years, and then I'll put him on the same category as Madison Bumgarner. See, I hate this just because— yeah. Oh, now he has to win two World Series. Right. That's why Giants fans are the worst. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a Giants fan. No, but I'm saying I'm a realist. And the fact is, is that people are willing to put Clayton Kershaw as the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. I think and he, is, and he is the best. And, pitcher and they're, in and they're Major talking League about putting him on the same like threshold as Sandy Koufax and some others that have dominated. And I'm telling you right now that the difference between Mad Bum and Sandy Koufax. And Clayton Kershaw is the fact that Clayton Madden Kershaw Bum- cannot win in the playoffs. But Mad Bum has had Madison has had Madison has <laughs> had two get it right. He's had two hot playoff runs. I don't think you've seen. I mean, he's, I haven't he's seen been, Clayton Kershaw do one. So until he does it, I'm not impressed. Well, I, nobody's nobody's You're here arguing. Me, grab the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is I don't that? know how many of our listeners got that. Yeah, that I don't know how many of our listeners got that, so but that good. was good. But if you did, that, yeah, kudos God bless to you. you. God right. bless you. Um, <laughs> here's the thing is I don't think – I'm not arguing with you about Clayton Kershaw having a history of bad playoffs. That's not, that's not what I'm arguing here. What I'm arguing here is that you have to play the game now, yeah. today. And if, if he's fine going into the seventh, of course you leave him in there. Mm-hmm. You you don't if he starts to if he starts to waver if he's you know if you which if is you what see, they did yeah which is exactly what they did in game if one you, in game one if he's up three two and he gives up those two home runs now they're lo- now they lose the game yeah here's here's the thing but, I think okay what after, if he, so, after six this is where you start getting into that mental block area and you saw him talking after uh, you saw him in the dugout afterward you know just he was distraught after giving up those those two home runs and I think. Some of this is mental, so it's oh, that. Totally. It's I think that, it's all mental. It's that. Totally. It's that very fine line of, are you of the school of thought? There's a mental block when he gets to the seventh. You need to take him out. You can't put him out there because he's mentally fragile and he's going to do it. Or are you of the thought where you say he has this mental block? Let's get him out in the seventh well, so he can how, finally the, what's kill the only those way of getting away from to that kill block? those demons. But what's the only way? But you run the risk of. A playoff loss. Or, okay, or, but, I, if, I, but if you're up by the amount of runs that they that were they up, were, that's, yes, that's, you let him stay. That's ben where, would pull him. If they, if they were up 20 to nothing, Ben would pull him from the seventh. But I, I, it was 7-2 I had the, two going into yeah, the seventh. I, I had the yeah. same feeling. I didn't think they were going to lose, yeah. but I had the same feeling that Kershaw's going to go to the seventh and it might get it might get a little too close to comfort. Here, I just had that feeling that that was going right. to happen. With I think Kershaw, we all do. Because Ben had manufactured that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do it, Eric. Hey, no, no, fourteen no, years right. of playoff experience has told me that he's going to bail. Yeah, no, Ben's right. There is a history there. But my point is, is that as, as a manager, if I immediately go and pull you, that I to me that makes it worse. It's worse. Okay, it's yeah. way worse. As, as as a player, you're like, well, fuck. Now I can't even go into. The, I can't even try and beat beat the seventh. Like I'm that bad. But if you let the guy go and he's able to get through the seventh with with nothing happening, now now it's like, oh, okay. Not only do you trust your ace. You, you trust your best guy on, on your team. Now he's able to do that in another game. You don't automatically pull him. That's the wrong move. And as as much as I felt, and not that Dave Roberts cares about my feelings, that, that <laughs> Kershaw, listens, that, that yes. Kershaw was going to yeah. struggle, I do agree that Kershaw has earned enough. Oh, he totally. has enough respect and enough cachet that you give him the opportunity to work his demons. You have to. And if he struggles, then you, then you yank pull him, him. And, and, and it yeah. works itself out. But So here's here's my thought. So, so I think he did make the right decision totally. for leaving him yeah, in, had, even though Ben would have yanked him. I probably didn't feel too hot about leaving him in there. But Kershaw has earned that. Oh, he, totally. deser- he deserves the opportunity totally. to exercise his demons. I don't think demons. anybody deserves shit when you're trying to win a World Series. When you have Kenta Maeda sitting in the bullpen, who is a viable starter that you know can go at least three innings and then be able to pitch for you two games later there's no reason why you should give somebody the benefit of the doubt if he gives you six strong innings and you're up at that point of the game and you know, okay here's why you can't win with Ben because if the Dodgers had okay Dodgers pull Clayton Kershaw right Kent Maeda gives up three or four runs <laughs> he's immediately gonna go well the bullpen sucks no <laughs> yeah you were saying that. It That's wasn't exactly Kenta. what you were saying. No, no, Kenta. no. But you were saying that the Dodgers bullpen sucks. You were saying that the Dodgers. You said that was at least me protecting myself. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you see why this is so Teflon frustrating? Oh, it's no. so Teflon frustrating. I've been living with this yeah. since high school. It's so yeah. frustrating because you can't win. You cannot win. If Kershaw goes past seven, he's gonna say, "Well, that's one game." Yeah. You know, back back to Kershaw. <laughs> you know, he hasn't won two World Series. that's only one World Series that he won. He hasn't won two yet. Listen, being being a former athlete. 
Hey, who's playing the drinking game at home? Who's playing the drinking game? Pull up a tree stump. Grandpa Garcia is going to tell us a story. You feeling good? You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so when when you're when you're like okay, and I'm talking about like that mental aspect of the game. I don't understand. I didn't play professionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you break that down a little further? Yeah. yeah. So you're in your swimming lane, right? Yes. That me- you're getting that mental aspect of. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, is that when you're when you're yeah, thank you when you're in a big game or you're in a big race, you can't be thinking that you're in a big game or that you're in a big race. The reason why you practice and the reason why you have in baseball 162 games is to get rhythm. It's to get the feeling of the ball in your hand. It's to get the feeling of knowing how you're going to feel in these particular situations. I think the problem with Clayton Kershaw is that when you watch him, he's so different in playoff games versus the way I feel he is in regular season games. And you look at his intensity, you look at his focus, you look at everything in in the first inning versus a first inning of a regular season game in July. It's completely different. So the fact is, is that I think by the time he gets to the seventh inning, I don't think it's a physical thing. I think what happens is that mentally, mentally. Well, yeah. he yeah. starts to fall apart. And that's and that's the problem. And that when you so as a manager, when you when you get to that seventh inning, if you've seen but the you're intensity, make the problem and, worse. You don't think he's had these <laughs> conversations with Dave Roberts? Yeah. I think he, he said, listen, <laughs> I, I don't know. Real, real quick, I, I can't believe you guys are still trying to get Ben to see what you're saying after 96 texts and that's... the last 15 minutes. To Ben's <laughs> point though, let's talk about Yasiel Puig yeah. and how relaxed he is but looking that, in but this that, series. Th- but that's that goes to my point, and that is that he is as yeah, loose today. Said, to yeah. that point. Yeah. <laughs> but Co- okay, Kobe Bryant was never relaxed. Thank you. Go on. <laughs> I, was I was trying to transition. <laughs> was, let's let's talk about Puig. That was that was my subtle way of I, saying. I, I saw what you're trying to do. Point is no dead. one took the bait. <laughs> let's move on. How great does Puig look, Ben? He's I, loose. <laughs> I called it in the beginning of the season. I, I I saw that that you know what it was was that. Towards the end of last season, he got shipped. He got shipped down to the minors, and I remember telling these guys, "I said, don't give up on Puig. I think that he's a very prideful guy, and that that's going to embarrass him enough to when he comes back, he's going to perform." And he came back at the end of last season, and he played pretty well. He made the playoff roster, which nobody thought at that point he was going to make the playoff roster. And you know, the talk was, "Well, hey, he played well enough. Maybe we should trade him in the offseason, see if what we, what we can get for him." And and I remember thinking to myself, "I think Puig is turning a corner because to me, it was never about a physical aspect. He was fast. He could throw the ball hard. The guy can hit for power. He can you know he can run the bases. He's he was he was that type of player that you don't want to give up on because you know that the minute you give up on him, he's going to end up with the Yankees and they're going to win a fucking World Series, right? So." I'm glad that the Dodgers kept him, and he comes into this season, and what I didn't know was that it, him and it looks like his batting coach, they need to get married or something. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> find, whatever he's Find doing. you a man who looks at you the way Yasiel Puig looks at his batting coach. <laughs> whatever. He's, he's kissing the batting coach more than I kiss my wife. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And deservedly so. He, oh, totally. Yeah. And, and today, yeah. I think, was a culmination. If you watched him in the first inning today. Uh, you know, uh, Grinky was battling and, you know, he had walked a couple of batters, given up some hits, whatever. Uh, Puig comes in and I think it was an 11 pitch at bat. Yeah, he's been doing that all year. And wow. it, was, it was Chase Utley type. It was Andre Ethier type. It's that grizzled veteran that isn't going to fuck, that isn't going to fall for any shit. He's, he's going he's gonna to look the, bat, the ball all the way into the plate. And if it's not quite where he wants it, but he doesn't want to take the chance of it being a strike. He just throws the bat out, makes a little bit of contact so that he can do it all over again. Yeah. And that is what you saw. And it didn't matter if it was a slider away, a fastball in. He was making contact with it. He was continuing going to the next to the next pitch. And eventually he worked a walk. Now, a walk in that situation didn't really matter. But the fact is, is that it was 11 pitches and it was in the first inning. And, and that's, what, an that's what led Granke to being able to be replaced by the fourth inning. So yeah. that's the type of... Uh, difference now. If you remember, Puig was a first bat, a uh, first ball hitter, in all the previous seasons, and he was just hitting the ball, and it would go somewhere that he'd get out, and it was no big deal. But uh, there's there's a turner, there's a corner that's been turned, and I think that he's going to be an all star here moving forward. I think, as an educator, I think a lot of this. See what I did there? Yeah, he said as, <laughs> as a professional. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, so, nice, nice. I think whatever the batting coach did, or wh- whoever is coaching him up, yes, psychologically. Has that's what has been the the key because what Puig was a couple years ago the wild horse when he came in all that wild energy he's like that student who's the behavior issue and tons of the large percentage of students who are causing behavior problems they're not bad kids they just 
they're bored or they need some type of outlet, outlet or yeah. coping strategy, something to help them be successful. And so the little stutter step that he does in the batter's box after uh, taking a pitch, the way he's loose and using that energy for good and letting it out right. in a good way and yeah. letting it out with his teammates, that part that he, when he bursts onto the scene, that wild horse, that crazy guy, that energy that was that made him amazing, but also was his downfall. Yes, whoever is coaching him up has has harnessed that for good. He's yeah. using their their powers well, for evil. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. now no longer for evil, yeah, but for two, good. So things, I think I think that's making him loose. Is he using his energy correctly? Yeah. and those strategies that he's been given are really working wonders Somebody, for whoever's yeah. working with him needs to work with Kershaw. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. He's such an idiot. Such an idiot. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. The, the two things that he's doing I'm such I, an idiot. that I oh, think... Oh, no, he's right. <laughs> the two th- <laughs> no, about Puig, not about Kershaw. Gotcha. Um, is, is patience. He's he. Yeah. Somebody told him, I think this is exactly what happened, was is he's he's naturally strong. And he's he was trying to when he first came onto the scene he hit like twenty home runs in like two games, and he did that all off of power. And um, people, you know, they get film on you and everything. They figure out that you know this guy is gonna he loves to swing at this type of pitch here, and they would just pitch him a little bit outside of the zone. And he was looking to muscle that ball into or high heat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Most of he struck out a lot on curveballs down low or sliders down low, right? And um. I think what happened was they they convinced him that look take the first pitch, look how the ball comes down. Take the first pitch. Uh, if if you can work the count into your favor, that's when you can just start. What Ben said, you just you just got to nick the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Protect that plate it's and nick something. the ball. Yeah, and then the pitch that will let you hit a home run or get a single will come. You just have to wait for yeah, it. Just wait you for the pitcher to make a mistake. Yep. Yeah, that's right. The pitch will come, and that's what I think he's figured out, is that he has to wait for that pitch instead of going after a pitch. And I, and I think that's completely changed the way that he you know he bats. I also want to throw out that David Roberts has some balls. Because hey, hey, all right. <laughs> he left set on Jacques Peterson <laughs> and, 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 and Ryu off the playoff roster. And you got to think... Jacques Peterson was a cornerstone of this ass. team <laughs> two years in a row. He was a you know he he was you know one of the up and coming guys. Um, he did not have a good year this year. But how many teams would have brought him onto the Give playoff the courtesy, roster? Yeah, the courtesy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. the Kershaw courtesy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 ben, you're he's just, he's yeah. just trolling you. Yeah, I hope he, you know he that. really is. I know, and it's horrible. <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. But but he he kept him off the roster, and when he did that, I was like, dude, he has control of this clubhouse because there was no there was no backlash. There was the media didn't go after him. Nobody in the clubhouse said anything. This is like you know uh, a guy that two years ago was going to be you know a, he's, a cornerstone he's of twenty. Who gives a shit about anybody who bats two twenty? No, but Ben, you're not listening. That's why he left uh, him up. That's why yeah. I know. No, but there's. The Angels would have brought him up. Angels would have brought him up. Almost every other team. We're talking about the Angels The Angels still are playing Albert Pujols. Let's not talk about the Angels That's my point, though, is that any other team would have brought him into the playoff roster. I disagree. Giardi from the Yankees wouldn't have done it. Yes, he would have. Of course, the Yankees. Here we go. Yeah, he would have. Oh, you're a beloved Yankees. Why don't you talk as much crap on the Yankees as you do the Dodgers? I don't watch enough games to talk shit. But I will say this. Last week on our show, uh, I believe it was our beloved host, Jeff Wilson, who said oh. that uh, a baseball manager doesn't influence a game of all the sports. <laughs> but, but I think I think this this playoff series, we've seen Dave oh, Roberts, totally, dude. the impact that he has on the team, bringing these guys into the huddle, and that, that game game one and game two, he's being aggressive. I think he's he managed game one. But I, uh, but I think that do. shows that he's – what I mentioned is I want them to sweep. I want them to get a win early. And I think other managers say, well, let it play out. Let's try to work it out and he's not waiting he's aggressively saying okay we need to make a switch here we're bringing in our, our pitcher to do one at bat and then bringing in the next guy yeah, yeah. Totally. He, he's 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 managing this team i think correctly yeah. but he's being aggressive about it and i think uh, a lesser manager wouldn't be able to get the same results that no. he's getting right now out of this dodger team so 
Agree to disagree, oh, Mr. All right. Wilson. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So how are the angels? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk some angels. Oh, no, wait. I was no. looking at so last before, on that. Hold on. Before we get to any other updates, I just want to say that you know, being married and having two kids, I was only able to watch like nine hours of sports this weekend. It was all baseball. So <laughs> only. I've got nothing for USC and for the Raiders. <laughs> that is true. That's why we got Eric. That is That's true. Right. Uh, even, even Eric was occupied this weekend. Uh well, yeah. I'm going to mention it. We're going to come right out and say it. But I, I got a, a way to tie wow. this in. Wow. I got a way to tie this in. This weekend, <laughs> I was away for uh, a funeral for my grandmother. But but this is going to bring it back to the Dodgers-Giants rivalry. Uh, my grandmother lived in Sacramento and obviously Northern California. There's going to be a lot of Giants fans up there. Uh-huh. And the Dodgers-Giants rivalry is for real. Oh, yes. So I have a lot of cousins up there who are Giants fans. And we give our, each other a fair amount of shit, uh, yeah. you know, baseball-wise. Excellent. So the, the, at, in the parking lot of the church, my grandmother's funeral, I say hi to my cousin, Two minutes in, he's talking about how he went on vacation, went to Cooperstown. He said, you know, I didn't see a lot of Dodgers memorabilia memorabilia there. So even at my grandmother's funeral, (laughs) in the parking lot, after two minutes, and he has to give a Dodgers dig even there. That's that's awesome. I love that there's that kind of rivalry and that it it doesn't matter. Did you tell him that I'll hang You're going to go right there. Dodgers shit in the bathroom? Oh, well, I I asked him, well, what about... (laughs) I asked him if he could find the Barry Bonds plaque, if he could tell me where where that was. But, but that that's how awesome this rivalry is. As much as we hate them, that's what makes it great. Oh, totally. Is yeah, that totally. even yeah. a funeral, oh, you're not yeah. going to pass up an opportunity yeah. to give a dig at the Dodgers, yeah. which I respect that. And you that's why, I do and that's why I do Vic too. and I are, are really good friends. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so they so say. did you have time to uh, catch any of the SC game? I listened to it on the radio oh, on my drive well, back. Well, perfect. All right. Well, what do Ready you got for us? Shall we, shall we talk about that? <laughs> so USC... Played Oregon State, which I mentioned that it needed to be a statement game mm-hmm. after the loss to Washington State, and they won thirty-eight to ten. So you think thirty-eight to ten? That's a sizable that's game. A win. Yeah. And uh, Sam Darnold, three hundred and sixteen yards, three touchdowns. You think, wow, what great. a great game that yeah. USC really put it together. Okay, but looking back at the highlights and watching the game recorded. Oregon State had a chance in this game. USC made a lot of mistakes. There were fumbles. There were muffed punt returns. And uh, Oregon or Oregon State had an opportunity. They had uh, play wide receivers drop balls in the end zone. Wow. So USC was really fortunate wow. uh, to come back. And when Sam Darnold was on, he was connecting – when he connects on his patch, passes, it's beautiful. But there are some times when he just it's, it's, he doesn't look 100% comfortable there. So it, it still makes me a little bit uneasy, even though they won 38-10, to 10 and you could look at that score line and you could say, oh, this was an easy win. You look at the box score and you say, oh, he had three touchdowns, 316 yards. This wasn't the statement game that I think they needed. So I think l- anyone, and talking to my friends who were there at the game, you this was not a dominant performance like it sounds. So USC is still... They were able to bounce back. They got the win. And there's something to be said about winning when you play poorly. But when you're playing Oregon State, you can get away with that. When you play Washington State, you're going to eat it. When you play um, uh, next week, they play Utah. They're not going to be able to make those same mistakes. So that's that's the one thing that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But in, at the end of the day, they're 5-1. and one. They get the win. They score a lot of points. And so... I'm happy about that, but I'm yeah. still waiting to see them kick kick in that extra gear. Yeah. So from from a USC standpoint, he's underwhelmed most of the season. He yes. had he, he gone came out in to the, super hyped. Had he gone out to the draft last year, he would have been the number one pick. And everyone, no, I don't think everyone so. because was in, he was well, maybe after Deshaun Watson, or who was the number one pick last year? Was it Deshaun Watson? Uh, was it Miles Garrett? Uh, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Went to the Browns. But the, but the point <laughs> is, is that he would have been. One of the top five picks for sure in the NFL draft last well, year. Well, he was a freshman, but so he couldn't do it. I but, know that. But I'm I see saying what you're if saying. he had gone out. So, okay, I see what you're saying. So right now, like has his stock dropped enough to where he may even return for a final or for a third season at USC because he wants to improve his stock and draft status? Though we've seen Matt Leinart do this. We've seen Matt Barkley do it. Maybe it's just bad if you're named Matt. But um, <laughs> Mark Satch has left and he sucks. Yes. So, you know. so, <laughs> so when, when you come back, there's that risk of injury. There's that risk of slumping. But if he's yeah. slumping now, then you do want to come back and prove yourself. So I, I do think that there is a chance that he's going to come back. I don't think he's going to leave right away uh, unless he, you know, 
you know, wins if you won the Heisman, won a national championship, your stock's never going to be higher. So you you obviously have to go. I don't see him winning the Heisman. I don't right now the way they're playing. I don't see USC winning a national championship. I don't either. So I think I think he he has to come back. He's not the type of. Uh, Again, this is going to be mildly racist, I think. But being from, uh, from uh, where's he from? From I have no idea. Mich- not Mission Viejo. Why is it escaping? San Clemente. Oh. San Aliso Viejo. Being from San Clemente. Being from San Clemente. the other Viejo. <laughs> being, <laughs> south. Of south Orange County. Being yeah. from San Clemente, he's not the type of guy who needs to leave and enter the draft to earn that paycheck for his family because his family needs the money and he yeah. needs to be so. I don't know how bad that sounds, but I don't think that's his situation. So I don't think he has that urgency to leave yeah. and get that NFL paycheck. So I think he's he'd be comfortable coming back for another season with USC. So I, I think right now, the way things are shaking out, he should be back for another year at SC. Uh, but we'll see how well, it plays Before out. that gets totally racist, uh, who are we facing <laughs> next? Just kidding. Just kidding. No, that, right, you're fine. that wasn't you're bad, fine. right? No, no. You understand what yeah, I'm saying, no, right? I, I think that's I a, think a valid there, point. There yeah. are some people, given their, exactly. their 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 situation, they come out a little too soon because they're looking for that paycheck. You yeah. see it more in the NBA. It's not the hard-hitting yeah. racist take you're going to get on ESPN. So, <laughs> Good times. I All lives it. matter, man. Who, uh, who do we, who do we, we see next? You, they play Utah, the Utah Utes. Oh, Ooh, that youths. sounds fun. Yeah, a bunch it's of youths. youths. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to pick up on that. <laughs> so uh, last year, they this was Sam Darnold's first start, and he lost. So this was a chance for redemption, redemption All right. yeah. to see Sam Darnold go back and, and beat the Utah Utes. And I'll tell you, the Utes, are, the Utes are going to come in hungry because they just lost to Stanford this yeah, week. Yeah, they lost to Stanford. And th- this is the time of year where at the halfway point for USC where you start to look at those other games. You lost to Washington State. So now, to quote, Yasiel Puig, Washington State, your friend. We want to see. We want. We want to see Washington State win out because that loss isn't going to look so bad. You beat Stanford, so you want to see Stanford beat up on a bunch of people. Right. So this is where all those other little factors start to come into play. Okay. So yeah, Utah is not going to be a pushover. Another one of those schools where. Yeah, especially because uh, USC's last two games are going to be UCLA and Notre Dame, neither which team is is, yeah. is showing anything this season. So at, towards the end of the season, when you need big wins to kind of bolster your, your That's playoff, not boost their, it's their, not. Number, so, their ranking. So, you, so the loss that we have with Washington State, to Eric's point, we absolutely have to have them win out. Yeah, and, and Utah is another university, much like Washington State, where there are a lot of players who weren't at USC caliber who end up going to to Utah and other schools. So they have that chip on their shoulder. So we'll see what kind of game they bring. I, I, I see USC finally figuring it out, getting a little healthier, working the kinks out. I think they're going to win big this week. I love Utah. it. All right, before we go to break, do we have a quick <laughs> – Everyone's favorite segment, USC fans talking UCLA football. Uh-huh. You're not listening maybe, to the maybe show. Maybe just the box score. I don't even know what the score was. <laughs> you guys don't listen to the show. They played. Last week, we said that UCLA is on break. Oh, for two perfect. Weeks. That so works, they're on a bye. That works in great because you guys have gone on so long that uh, <laughs> me <laughs> fits right in. <laughs> that was the shortest right. update I've ever done. Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back, we still got uh, Rams to talk about, uh, uh, Raiders, although Ben no, didn't even watch we don't, it. We don't have any Raiders to talk about. <laughs> I feel like uh, we should rub in, in yeah. what's going on. Well, I'll give you box score shit. That's about All it. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and uh, also, Galaxy. No, again, you don't listen. They're on break. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I should start <laughs> Until listening next to the show. <laughs> really we have USA talk, though. Yeah, we do have USA talk. Oh, oh, right, USA well, soccer. We knew we had some sort of soccer. <laughs> uh, All right. Give the people what they want. <laughs> we'll be right back. You love guys in short sports. Sometimes yeah. you don't have to spit on it to get it in, you know? <laughs> and you love your LA King. We've gone on a 3-0 losing streak, getting bit Ouch. by the Coyotes, Panthers, Ducks. Oh, bad puns, yeah. really. <laughs> that was for you, James. <laughs> Thanks. Now you get the best of both with the Guys in Shorts Kings show. I now have all-star blue balls now. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> you already jinxed the jinx. You can't do that shit. You, know, you blame Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd they lose? Brexit. Brexit. We right. fly at 11. <laughs> Search Guys in Shorts Kings show on iTunes or SoundCloud. We are back. All right. The Rams, unfortunately, Uh, over the weekend, dropped a game to the hated Seattle hated Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, yeah. 16 to 10. This was uh Was Jeff Fisher co- Jeff Fisher coaching? <laughs> he was not. Sure thankfully, like but I'll tell you what, there was like it, yeah. there was a couple moments where you're like, 
Yeah, is Fisher calling these plays? Well, they were wearing the throwback jersey, so they threw back to 2016. Listen, I, <laughs> I didn't watch the that game. I just sense. saw the final score, and I thought Jeff Fisher must be coaching this game. Uh, yeah. hey, well, you know what? The funny thing, though, is Jeff Fisher traditionally can has Seattle's number. Yeah. Maybe we should have called Jeff Fisher in Jeff for this How dare you? How bring dare the, you? Bring in the closer. No. I'm sorry, Vic. No. I'm sorry. No I, no, I didn't really mean that, but Thank I'm you. just saying. Thank you. At uh, 16 and 10, we were still in the game. So, you we know, we're what? still in By the game. By the end of that last series, I love the fact that our, uh, yep. our LA Rams just, they were, they were I'd, fighting I would, hard. I would argue that Seattle team that we saw on Sunday is better than the Seattle team we've seen the rest of the season, too. They showed up to play. They did. And, yep. and they looked good. Credit to their defense. Uh, Russell Wilson was doing Russell Wilson things. And uh, and guy, we were in it. That guy knows how to scramble. Russell yeah. the love yeah. muscle. Love <laughs> <laughs> uh, for more in-depth talk on the Rams show, or on the Rams, you can uh, listen to the Rams house. Rams house. Basin and I were at the game. We recorded uh, from the tailgate beforehand, and then uh, we got a little post-game show with all the guys. Yeah. They were drunk. Yeah. They didn't have <laughs> the heart. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was too tough. We, we look at each other after that loss. We're like, eh, we'll just record yeah. the rest with the guys. We don't even talk to each other on the way home. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just make out then? That's right. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even do that. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, got weird. Oh, hey, Ben, how about them Raiders? What is going on? Hey, the Rams have a better record wait, than the, the Raiders. Raiders. Played, wait, the Raiders played this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> they don't ben, have a quarterback. Ben is all Dodgers no, football. So I, you guys I, got I rocked too. by Baltimore, right? Well, so, okay. <laughs> there we go. The I defense, did, I, your honor. I did yeah, not yeah. watch the Raider game this weekend. Good for you. Moving on. I saw the score <laughs> and decided to not watch the highlights. Okay. Because I don't want to watch the highlights to a shitty game. Okay. And shitty by the fact that they lost. <laughs> yeah. Was so, Kershaw QB for you guys? I know Derek Carr was. Uh, <laughs> he went three quarters <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> they should have yanked him in the fourth. Now. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't talk intelligently, it, so the Raiders lost. Let's move no, on. No, save that. Save, save that. Yeah. That's two tonight. Wow. You're like ever roll. or just tonight? <laughs> tonight. Okay. okay. So it's is this good. with David Carr and his injury? Uh, it, Derek. David. <laughs> no, his brother. Hey, to his, be fair. His brother, Frank David Carr. David Carr is a real person is, yes, and an actual brother. quarterback. Yes. With Derek Carr out, is this season a throwaway? Yes. The season's over. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait. I, I think wait, so. But there was talk about so, him yeah, possibly coming back, back soon. Well, but here, here's, here's the thing: is that a, is that right now they will absolutely not beat Kansas City, and I, I don't think that they can beat next? Denver. Okay. So that means that the Raiders are the third best team in in the uh, AFC West, and I don't think they make the playoffs. I think this is a throwaway season. So, I think Derek Carr should stay away. He should get healthy and come back next season. So if Derek Carr's in. Are they? Uh... No, I still don't think they can beat them. Wow, I'm disappointed with the Raiders' run game. You know, uh, Michael Araujo, he he kind of mentioned it to. This was off air when he was in studio a couple of months ago, and when we had Latavius Murray and he was talking about you know signing with other teams, and 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 the rumors of Marshawn Lynch coming to the Raiders, and I was like, well, if he comes to the Raiders, like that's he he's got the Raider personality. I think the Raiders will be okay. And I talked about it early in the season. If he can get 75 yards a game, you know, he'll get 1,200 throughout the season. The, the Raiders will be in a good position. Marshawn has not lived up to the expectations. And when the running game doesn't live up to the expectations, the defense can pin their ears back and they can go after the quarterback. And it's made it difficult for Derek Carr to really throw the ball in a, in a clean pocket. And his receivers haven't done him any service outside of Michael Crabtree. There's been a lot of drops. There's been a lot of missed yeah, opportunities. Been dropping balls. Very quiet. And, yeah. and the Raiders' offense, the, the, the offense that we thought was going to come out this season, they were going to score 40 points a game, and we were going to win from the offensive side of the ball because the defense was going to give up 30, just isn't there. And the defense is giving up 30 the way we expected. So at this point in the season, I don't think that the Raiders are going to be even looking at making the playoffs. They're going to dig themselves and, too much of a hole, I think. Any uh, concern? This is the second injury to your Derek Carr, yes. big high-paid quarterback. Any yes. concern with his durability? Yes, there is. Absolutely. Because, because actually, actually, both both hits, especially this one, looks innocuous. Yeah, you look at the play and you're like, that's just a regular yeah. football play. And if he's getting hurt, I absolutely have that fear that he's that type of quarterback. And that it scares the shit out of me because he just signed, he a, just signed a contract. What, a five-year, yeah. 
Yeah, the hundred and twenty million dollars. The good news is he's not the highest paid uh, player in the league anymore. <laughs> Just a second, by default. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only because somebody signed a contract after him. Right. No, it, it doesn't give me any any. Uh, Good feeling, any warm and fuzzies on the inside. <laughs> no rainbows no, and butterflies. Yeah, no, no it, it really <laughs> does absolutely concern me. I hope, I, as a Raiders fan, I hope because he's such a good quarterback, and when he's in, the Raiders have a potential to win every single game. If he's not in the game on a consistent basis, the Raiders will be irrelevant. And we've already been irrelevant for the last 12 years. So, you know, here kind of looking forward and saying, this is going to be our year, next year's going to be our year. To really kind of crumble that and throw in the trash, really, as a Raider fan, like it, it breaks my heart, and I hope yeah. that's not the case. But yeah, it's an absolute fear that I have, and I hope it's not true. Wow. Better luck in Vegas. I'd rather have Kershaw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's saying something for Ben. Oh, that man. really is. That is. Man. Well, Maybe we'll we get should. Matthew Woo. Stafford, which is the football version of Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> they played little together. They did. No, they did. Oh, yes. brother. Well, we should, end, uh, we should end football talk on a high note. The Los Angeles Chargers got their first win. No, 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 win. no, no, no. You got it wrong. The you know what? San Diego. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to pick on the Chargers anymore. Well, shut I just, up. I just feel you bad. Think, I feel why? bad for Why? It's like Lakers fans don't pick on the Clippers because they're the Clippers. They're irrelevant. No, nobody cares about them. What's, I feel yeah. like the Chargers what, what's have already wow. established Wait, them so themselves you're saying... as irrelevant, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Darren and I on uh, Sunday were at the tailgate, and I had the— the TV out there and and the antenna, and we're trying to find a game to watch because the Sunday ticket wasn't working. Anyway, uh, Channel 2, there was nothing on. Uh, channel, channel 9. Which, yeah, they're on Channel 9, which Here's we had thing. to look up and find. No one watches Channel 9. Well, first, first of all, channel nine. I, no, I yeah. Kick well, Channel 9? No, no, You're no, not down with Channel 9? That's where Family, no, family, it's not, it's owned by family channel Feud two. is on Channel 9. I know where Channel 9 is. <laughs> family Feud. But... <laughs> Family ben, Feud's good. Ben would know. Family ben would know. Good. Oh, I'm yeah. on board no, with No one else Feud. knows no, Channel Steve, 9. Steve has Channel 9 ever shown football? No, ever? Never. Never. They used to show Clippers games, didn't they? Yeah, they well, did. There, yeah. It yeah. there it is. That makes yeah. sense. Well, I, to that point, I was I was home on Sunday, and I was actually doing work around the house. And I, I flipped to uh, your shirt in, on? in the morning. Okay. Do you have your shirt on? Uh, no, I never oh, have my yeah. shirt on. <laughs> Keep talking. Hey, hold on. You want me to bounce my boobs? Watch. There they are. So, so I'm vintage I'm, Ben. I'm doing. I'm doing. You know, it was, it was the morning game. I was doing work around the house, and I thought, oh, I'll just throw it on. So I go to Channel Two. The the they didn't have the morning game. They had the afternoon game, and on Fox was something else. And I was like, I, I really don't care about that game. And I'm as I'm going through, I said, Ch- Channel Nine, Chargers. <laughs> okay, I'll put yeah. that on because yeah. I figured it was two zero and four teams. Yeah. It would just be fun oh, to watch. Yeah. Someone's going to break an ankle. And, and I'll yeah. tell you, it was Ooh, every bit wow. of 0-4 on each side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch enough of the game to actually give a report, but I can tell you that there was definitely some play that you know, didn't deserve to be in an NFL game. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your yeah. Los Angeles Chargers. So, so there they are. San yeah, they, they won, Chargers. though. Yeah. Rather uh, than going 0-5, they did beat New York, which it's always poor. nice when an L.A. team can beat a New York team. I don't know. Which For the is. record, I'm on board with the Chargers being the Clippers. I am not on board with saying the Rams are on the same level as the Lakers. I'm just saying that for uh, the record. That's, that's not even close. Well, no, no, no. Not I, even I wasn't close. saying that, but if we're comparing, yes, we're comparing no, no, yes, you were exactly saying, what yeah, you yeah. said. The Clippers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that. <laughs> in in the in the I'm not on take board it with in it. the spirit nope. that I meant it. Nope. Okay, all Sorry. right. Moving, Moving on <laughs> before we turn that into another 15 minutes. Speaking long. of the Lakers, did you right. know that baseball managers don't have an impact in the game either? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's profound. That's really whoever said that. Really intelligent. That, that guy's a smart knows his guy. Smart his sports. <laughs> knows his oh, smarts. Wow. He's smart. He he's smart. He's smart. Let's, let's end this podcast. I think you now. need another Angel City Brewing avocado Wait. ale. Hey, yeah. Shout out to Angel Beta City Brewery. Oh man, it's good stuff. Oh yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. What else do we got? Kings. 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 We got Kings Speaking news. Of Angel City They're Brewing. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, for your Kings news, you go to the King Show, Guys in Shorts King Show. Um, but I know that they. Started off two and zero. Two and zero, yeah. They yeah. beat San Jose, which is always nice. That always feels good. Vic, you catch any Kings hockey yet? Well, I'll or tell you, you what. On paper, mode? Uh, no. Well, on paper, I was scared of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect. The it wasn't. Kings? 
Yeah, with the Kings. You're scared to play them, or you're scared that they're going to no, disappoint. No, I, I was scared of this season. Okay. Smell uh, the LA Galaxy. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, I got the same vibe. That's exactly what it felt like. But in the preseason, they actually showed some spunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the preseason, Wait, I kind of changed my. You can't read into the preseason. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's preseason <laughs> again. Again, let me explain. I'm not talking about the actual score of the game or the record. The individual performances. As, as I was saying, some people do. I just want to keep you honest. But you could see that there was a, a, a spark when they were playing that they didn't seem to have the past uh, je ne sais quoi. two years. Yeah, oh, and they've carried it into the regular nice. season so far. So I, I'm actually a little bit more excited for this year now. All right, the, the sparks. The sparks didn't win the championship. Right? So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they didn't win. <laughs> they lost they in game five. <laughs> yeah. They did not. Which, by How the many... way, as a sports podcast for Los Angeles, we're sorry, Sparks, that we didn't report we for you. Do... But you yeah. should have won a championship, seriously, and then we would have talked. About I feel it. like the last three weeks we've had it in the notes. <laughs> To mention and <laughs> keep forgetting <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> ah, there's always next season. Oh, oh. oh man. Uh, well, no galaxy update, yeah. sounds like. Thank God. Good thing I listened to the show and knew that. Uh, but uh, U.S. men's soccer yeah, team, right? U.S. Uh. men's soccer had a must-win game. Uh, technically not a must-win, but in their hearts Pretty it was much. a must-win Pretty game. Pretty much was a must-win uh, game. Against Panama, and they won 4-0. Tore that. Are, yes. are, you know, nice. uh, U.S. soccer Jesus, uh, Christian Pulisic, oh. is coming to make U.S. soccer Repent for their sins, and is, he's he's still he is kicking butt. He is I'm saying he's the real unfair. deal. I mean, he yeah. is really. Th- there has been plenty of guys that have come through the U.S. system, including Landon Donovan, who I think he's. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Here, okay, here's the difference between Pulisic and 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 everybody that's come through the system before this. This is the first. It's guy. It's Matt Bum and Kershaw, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the first guy that it's Madison. This is the first guy that can create. For himself, with, his with feet. the ball, with mm-hmm. his feet. Yep. There's been nobody else to come through. And I know it's, as a non-soccer player, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to understand. But um, U.S.'s game has always been: we'll we'll be physical, and right. we can be fast. And we can be fast, but we don't have that on-the-ball was... talent. Right. And and Kristen Pulisic has the on-the-ball talent and the speed. The first goal that he scored against Panama was. You know, 2002 Landon Donovan, just pure speed, dribbling around the goalie, and and pure grit just to score a goal. Right. But but then when the next play, he has the ball and he's taking defenders on by himself, and he he just has a different gear and a different level. He's the evolution. And, and he was of involved in the se- was it the second goal that yeah, he, he was, was involved? He, he, yeah, he's he the one that beat a defender on the left hand side, which. Most of the times, U.S. players can't do. They just they just yeah. don't have that physical ability to be able to take a player one on one. This kid does, and people have to respect that. And w- once he does get by you, his speed is incredible, and he can finish. I mean, this is he has the three tools to make him, uh, you know, uh, probably the best. He's on a trajectory to be the best player that the U.S. has ever had. If and, I watched ooh. him, would I be interested in playing? Or yes. Not playing in watching I think soccer. So. You, you would. I don't think so. you would watch him. Well. well he I, would, I go in with an open everybody. mind, <laughs> No, th- you wouldn't. I think if you want to watch the game Friday <laughs> it was a and you yeah. saw his first goal and you saw him set up the second goal, you would have said this guy's different than everyone you, you else on tell. the field. Yeah, you can he, tell. He, he looks different than everyone else on the field. Where does he play when he's not he on the He plays for Borussia Dortmund in Germany, which if you want to continue the Landon Donovan comparison. Yeah, there you go. Landon Donovan, when he was 17 years old, went to Europe, he played in Germany, didn't have a great time and then came back to the U.S. to play in Major League Soccer. Christian Pulisic went as a teenager to Germany to play in Germany and earned a starting spot and is now playing on one of the top teams in Europe yeah. and, and doing well. So he is he's the next level. He's legit, the real deal. All right. If, if the U.S. is going to make it to the World Cup in 2018, it is going to be on the shoulders of U.S. Kid. soccer Jesus. Christian <laughs> I'm dubbing him right there. Yeah. Nice. I like so it. I like they, it. They have one more game uh, against Trinidad and Tobago. Wait, wait. So was this guy not playing for Jurgen Klinsmann or? Uh, I believe Jurgen. <laughs> Is that how you say his name? I think yeah, Jurgen yeah. called him up. Um, yeah, he brought him into the fold. Right. Exactly. But um, but uh, he was so young that he just showed sparks. Now he's had enough starts under his belt that he's he's the guy now. And can we and can we give credit to to Bruce Arena because this was such a huge game. 
he literally he he brought Bob Bradley back on board to give him advice and to talk about players. Bob Bradley used to be the coach of the U.S. men's team, so he was actually bringing in guys who are no longer involved in U.S. soccer. He was bringing these guys in because he wanted to gain as much knowledge because this was pretty much a must-win game. A must win. And that's I mean that's that's so huge. I mean this guy, I, I love the fact that he did that because most people wouldn't do that. You know, it, it was it was really cool. Good move. I like so, it. Former Los Angeles Galaxy manager. Bruce Arena, oh, yeah. Yeah. riding the ship, hopefully taking the U.S. to Russia in the World Cup in 2018. Let me, let me one final this. game against Trinidad and Tobago. The field conditions are flooded, so Ooh. we might see an incredibly ugly game tomorrow. Yeah. But basically the message is win and you're in. If they win, then they get an automatic berth to the World Cup. If they tie, it gets a little trickier. Uh, they need some help from other teams. If they lose... They're not technically out of it, but there is a scenario where if they lose tomorrow, they do not qualify for the World Cup if some other things go wrong. So huge, huge game tomorrow. So if you have any interest in soccer at all, definitely check out (laughs) (laughs) feverishly. Uh, Definitely check out the game. And if you can, find an American Outlaws local chapter and watch a game with them. Absolutely. We got our scarf right Yeah, that heightens heightens the experience for sure. So let let me ask this, Eric. From the standpoint of Jeff's comment about baseball managers not not mattering as much in baseball, the difference between head coaches in in Klingsman versus Arena, is there a difference or is it the fact that maybe some of the players and maybe some of the the rudimentary things that Klingsman was teaching has just finally taken seed now and that it's actually turned this team around? I think Jurgen Klingsman was a tinkerer. He, he loved to tinker with lineups, and he was ambitious in trying different styles and different tactics, but he wasn't consistent with his lineup choice. So because he liked to tinker so much, even though his strategies may have been, you know, quote-unquote more exciting, it, it, because it wasn't consistent and he wasn't putting the same roster out there every time, the team couldn't really gel, and they just couldn't get it together. Bruce Arena is just missionary position, just getting on top, getting it done. <laughs> It's not going to be the sexiest uh, thing in the world, but he's going to he's going to get on yeah. top and he's going to take them all the way. There to is not a lot of game. What time is that game tomorrow? <laughs> there is not a lot of analogies that make sense to me. That one makes sense to me. I appreciate yeah. that. He's, he's not trying, it makes me want to watch soccer. He's not trying trips, <laughs> tricks, and flips. He's just going to take you to the promised land, and that's oh, it. Oh, <laughs> good stuff. All right, all right. Let's get out of here. Good stuff all around, gentlemen. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. And yeah, I already said Instagram. You can get us. On <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Our website. It's guysinshorts.com. We got a store there. You can also leave a voicemail for us. Yes. Do that. It's 562-450-3356. And as always, please share the show with all your friends. Review it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, oh, hey, quick shout-out to uh, the uh, winner of the FanDuel League. Who's that? Uh, Not you, we obviously. Let me look, <laughs> look it up real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> big thanks to DeAndre Hopkins for coming up big in the Sunday night game. Cheater. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, if you want to take me on and and uh, and the rest of the guys in shorts gang and, and, and the rest of us. It's a lot of fun. I'd appreciate your $5 contribution oh, to, to next oh. week's Get win. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a double right there. Yeah, tweet us though. Let us know you want to play in the FanDuel League. That's it for Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. USA! 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 Really good. Ben, where were you? USA! There he is! There he is! <laughs>